0: All right, well, I would like to welcome everybody back to the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. Uh, my name is DJ Ligori, and this is the show where we talk about mental and physical fitness. We are on episode number 127, and today we have a very special guest. This is somebody I've met over the past couple of months who has helped me with my boxing career, my new my new boxing career, um, and he's he works out at a... An awesome gym name, say cheese and lift. I've never never heard of heard of that one before. He's um, been involved in fitness for about 10 years, yet more seriously, about two. And when asked about mental fitness, he said, mental fitness is facing chaos and adversity with calmness. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Naveed Musa to the show.
1: Thanks, DJ, man. Thanks for having me. I really I'm honored, humbled, and I doubly appreciate the opportunity, man.
0: You are welcome, sir, and thank you for being here today, and very excited to get into what we're, uh, we're going to talk about today. Just a little side note, right before Navid and I started recording, we were talking about boxing, and Naveed has helped me get into the world of boxing, and anybody who wants to be humbled very quickly, wow. I recommend getting involved in some combat sport of, of boxing, <laughs> right? It, it is, man. It's whoo, it really yeah, it's
1: a humbling, humbling experience.
0: Humbling experience, right? It's good. It's good for the ego. It's good for the soul. It's good for everybody. So, yes. all right. So, so Navid, now correct me if I'm wrong. We are in the middle of a preparation for a bodybuilding contest. Correct?
1: Yes. Correct. Okay. We're still still a year out. So okay. we're on the, uh, um, we're coming out of the foundational stuff. We did a lot of high volume, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, ten, you know, five sets of ten with twenty second breaks in it. And then finishing off with like, you know, toe failure, essentially. So okay. a lot of high volume. Um, and that was everything. Hack squats, like presses, flies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, during that process, I did tear my meniscus and mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a sprained MCL as well. So I'm rehabbing from that. However, it's not surgery, uh, not surgery grade. Okay. So mm-hmm. it is just PT I have to do, but yes, I am in the middle of it still. And, um. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait.
0: That is awesome. I remember when you told me that, I was like, that's so cool. I don't think I've ever (laughs) met somebody in in a bodybuilding contest. So one of the things that I thought would be interesting to kind of dive into was when you were, we asked, so one of the things that a lot of the guests, when we kind of get people onto the show is we like to talk about challenge, right? How do we respond to challenge when it comes to mental fitness or physical fitness? And one of the things that you had said was reminding yourself why you started the journey. And I think that can get lost a lot of the times when we get into the nitty gritty of exactly what that journey is, is, um, consists of. So what I was curious about what is, what was the main reason that you decided to enroll in a bodybuilding contest?
1: So kind of like to your, when you introduced me initially was, you know, I've been doing it for 10 years, but more since the past two years is I would always say, I'm going to go do this, right? Go get fit. You know, New Year's time comes or about to go to a wedding or something like that. And I would just get fit for that that time point and would yeah. die off. Yeah. Um, but I'm always, you know, self-reflection is something I always do consistently. And if I'm working on a specific goal, that's not not necessarily to like a, a generic one, but like mm. like more macro down as much mm. as possible, I'm more I see more success within myself.
0: Mm. Okay. So
1: um when I was turning 40 10 years ago, you know, getting on the stage was my goal. I was like, okay, when I'm 40, I'm gonna get on the stage, da-da-da. But I realized I was gonna be getting on the stage for the wrong reason. I wasn't be I wasn't gonna get on the stage to prove to myself I could do this. I was getting on a stage because my best friend did it. I'm like, well, hell, I'm I'm better than you. If you can do it, I can do it. Right. So a definitely wrong reason, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, you know, a vanity reason, if you will. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now this time, as I, you know, approaching 50 years old, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I've i succeeded in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. business-wise, multiple businesses, and God bless, everything's going really good for the most part, um, except for this, except for health, mm-hmm. except for, you know, the health that when you would look at yourself kind of a deal. So I can put on muscle like a lot of people can, um, but I can't shred, mm-hmm. not with outputting at least really good effort mm-hmm. and really looking at myself and my lifestyle to, to do what it takes to get to that point of having, you know, the the, the Christmas tree back, the abs. Mm-hmm. And then once I started learning that, DJ, I don't know if you've ever competed or know anyone personally, but let me tell you the science of biology that's involved. These aren't just muscle heads lifting weight. Oh yeah. These aren't just guys you Know lifting things up and putting them down, they're far from that. <laughs> yep, like you have to know, like my trainer. Oh, God bless him, he's an IT guy in finance, mm-hmm. but his, his knowledge on, on, on human anatomy is absolutely amazing. So when we have to turn and flex a certain way in the moment, like Pilates, mm-hmm. I'm doing I've never thought of do Pilates in my life to prepare for bodybuilding. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? But the flexibility you have to have so With all those components, you know, Mm -hmm. you're learning yourself, being open to doing something like Pilates,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, shredding, all all those different tactics to get this thing kind of intrigued me as I got into it. Mm -hmm. So to me, that bodybuilding wasn't about being on the stage and getting the gold medal. It was like, yo, if I can get myself into this shape, Mm -hmm. because it requires a a legit mental gritness to get there, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things I can accomplish beyond business.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point about the, the amount of intelligence needed to understand, you know, it's not just, like you said, it's not just lifting something up and putting it down. It's the nutrition that you, that you have, right? It's the water intake. It's the flexibility. It's your sleep. It's your stress levels, right? Like there's so many different things that actually go into the composition and the way that we look that I think we, we forget that. You know, it's not that easy to just change the way that you look, right? There are certain tactics you can do, kind of like the ways that, that you outlined, that if you do them consistent enough over a longer long period yeah. of time, it will work, right? It's just really maintaining that consistency. And, and one of the things you said, right, was that mental grit, right? So that's something I think I want to dive a little bit into. And, and so mm-hmm. explain, explain when you say mental grit, what is your definition of mental grit?
1: Being true, I shouldn't say being true to yourself, but um, knowing truths about yourself and admitting those truths about yourself. Yes. So, growing up, it was football, American football is all I I played, you know, or not even played, just watch it, if you will, participate in the street ball. When I became a father, my kids got into soccer. Um, when they got into doing soccer or Euro- European football, I won't phrase it. The endurance that you have to, your body has to be in the shape you have to be in for for soccer or Mm -hmm. football. It was amazing. Okay. And then there was boxing. So when you look at those two boxing and like, again, it's just mentally, you have to be in a spot where although you're tired, you tell yourself, I'm not tired. Like it it legit becomes a battle. So if I give you the quickest answer, DJ, mental gritness is a hard conversation between your brain and your mind. Ooh. That's what mental gritness is. It is you physically and your brain substantiating, backing up your physical aspects saying oh, we're tired. We can't lift another set. We can't run another mile. We can't go nowhere. But your mind saying, bro, shut up. Mm-hmm. We have to, we don't got a choice. You set a goal six, seven, eight months ago, whatever. To get there, you have to do this. I don't care what you think you deserve. I don't care what you think you've put into this life. But if you've been shoving cheeseburgers down your throat with, with fries for the past 25 years, and you think eight months of going to the gym, five hours a week, and running 10 miles a week is going to outdo those, no, it will not work that way. Mm. It don't work that way. So your mind and your physical and your brain have this really, really tough conversation Consistently,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then and only then can you start breaking through and know
0: what you're capable of doing mm-hmm. mentally. I love that it's a hard conversation between your brain and your mind.
1: That's the best way to put it, bro. Yeah, straight up. Because
0: because I've had I remember when I had first gotten into this work, just understanding kind of the way that I thought. I remember asking myself like, "Well, what's the difference between my brain and my mind?" <laughs> I, I remember being like, what is the difference? Are they the same thing? And I kind of came to this, my own definition where it's like the brain is, it was kind of just the physical idea of what's actually in my head, the actual matter. My mind was my decisions, right? My emotions, right? And, and that is kind of like that battle where it's our brain that hasn't been pushed to a level of, oh my God, I'm exhausted or, oh my God, I'm in pain. And then our mind is like, I understand we feel this way and I can still keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Our our brains are meant to protect Mm us, right? It's just our body, right? So if we look or go towards something new or whatever, it's going to get scared. So the brain goes, hey, listen, you're scared. Let's fire these these hormones off and and so on and so forth. So let's go to protective mode Mm -hmm. and get you back into your comfort zone where the mind goes, no, 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 no. We're creating a new comfort zone. So I need you to back me up on this. Mm -hmm. So let's push through you being afraid. And let's create a brand new comfort zone right and it it, that's just how i should say that's how we that's how i work best and that's how i um either solidify my decisions or convince myself i'm capable of doing things that people otherwise would say you're not capable of doing
0: Mm. and you know i i i feel like that makes me think about one of the things you said of like the proactive versus the reactive where if I'm proactive enough to intentionally put myself into an uncomfortable situation, that is over time, if I stay there, right? If I stay there, keyword over time, that's going to become more. Okay. I'm, it's going to become more normal. Right. And then I'm going to have a new standard or I'm going to have a, a new benchmark to go, to go reach after right. And chase. And so I think one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about, cause this is something that, like when I talk about mental fitness, I talk about strengthening our ability to respond to challenge, right? So when challenge hits us, what do I do next, right? It's kind of like, now what, right? That's why like when I hear people talk about, oh, I'm stressed and anxiety and this, it's like, okay, what are you doing about it, right? What are the actions that we're taking, right? And so one of the things that I'm curious about is, is when challenge hits your life, or maybe it's uncertainty. How do you manage the proactive versus the reactive mindset? So something my father told me years ago, and he's he's,
1: he's since passed, he's been over 20 years. Um, You have one option. Okay, two paths, one option. You step up or you step aside. Mm. That's it. Ever since he told me that, um, and that came when I, my senior year in high school, I failed. It was my 12th senior year. I didn't pass. I had to go repeat my senior year over again. And so <clears throat> I was like, I didn't know what to do. I, You know, should I, should I just drop out of high school? Should, should I just, you know, go back? I'm not sure. And he just said, step up or step aside. Just, yeah. That was it. He didn't give me this long speech, ground me. and none of He just said, step up or step aside. And so I've been kind of using that as a mantra, if you will. Yeah. And so, um, look, there are times we all get into our heads. Mm-hmm. I, I do it. I did it today, right? Oh, yeah. People canceled me. Oh, I was, I'm upset yeah. at that. But it's okay. You know, one of the guys in the group said, "What well, can you control? You can't control it. They canceled it. They rescheduled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can't control it." So, you know, so to your to your question, you know, how do I kind of attack that those mm-hmm. things? That's the first thing I always ask. Okay, do I want to step up or do I want to step aside? Number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. what can I control within the situation? I know I can control my actions. Mm -hmm. I know I can control my next steps. Mm -hmm. So since I've decided to step up, I'm not going to decide to control my next steps. Right. And then those are the two fundamentals. Mm -hmm. If I've made the decision to step up and I've decided if I made the decision to control my actions, then whatever the task is in front of me is what's going to take place. Because if you want to step aside. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? You're stepping aside. So, next next topic. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah. But if you want to step up, okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's what actions can you take? So if you say you want to step up, and then you look at the actions you want to take, and the actions you want to take are beyond your control because they rely on other people, well then you're done.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. done. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're done at that point, right? There's there's no, nothing else you necessarily need to do. Right? Exactly, and. So I think one of the things, so I love the, the step up or step aside. I think that's going to be up in my, in my head now <laughs> I to, to be here and working out and all those things. Um, one of the things that I've noticed a lot of in like the people who we've worked with is sometimes they know that they can step up yet that stepping up is scary. Mm. Right. And there's, there's a, there's some, so how do you fear, get to that? right. So like, I'm, I'm curious, right. What have you done to help yourself step up?
1: I try to look at what's on the other side of me waiting if I step up, right? So if I step up, there's a possibility of X, Y, Z. And if that X, Y, Z far outweighs if I don't step up, then I got to step up. I I don't have a choice. Like I don't have a choice. I have to, because if most of us, at least people in my circle or a lot of people I run into. I should, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this politically correctness. Okay? I'm a Gen X guy, right? So we kind of let stuff fly off. Yeah. Um, so well, you'll be hung out so you know how I can get <laughs> uh, <laughs> Most Most, there's, there's certain people with entitlement, okay? Mm-hmm. That yeah. they feel, hey, if I've done this, automatically I should get this. I wasn't... I wasn't from that cloth, right? I wasn't sure or built from that cloth and made from that cloth. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that's just from being in, you know, from the generation I was born. Mm-hmm. But I always think, man, you know what? i put, I did put X, Y, and Z in and I think I'm deserving of this. And if I'm not, to hell with it. I'm worth the shot though. Yeah. It's worth giving it a shot because what's going to happen? I, the best thing I can, the worst thing I can say is I tried. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live. DJ, DJ, I've told you this before. When we, when we were when we were in, uh, in San Diego, mm-hmm. I don't want any of us I know, especially myself, to live a life of saying what ifs. Mm. Right. So to me, how do you get to that next stage? How do you step up? Do you want to go through life saying what if, or do you want through life saying, "Well, I did step up. I gave it a hell of a shot, and this was the outcome." Mm. So to me, I look at that end result of what could potentially happen. If I do step up. And that excites me. I'm in.
0: Indeed, you're getting me in my feels a little bit as I'm starting (laughs) to to think through this, because I I remember I actually made a I made a Instagram video about a month or so ago. And I believe you even commented on it. And it was, what if this goes right? Yes, I remember that. Right? I, I think you would comment on it. I was like, yeah, like this, I love this, right? Like this, and I think about that all the time. It's like, what if I do this thing and it's probably going to be uncomfortable. It's something I've never done before. Why would I expect to be really good at it if I have no evidence that I've ever done this thing ever, right? These are the yeah. growing pains of earning that thing. That's whatever on the other side of stepping up, Right. So if like you wanna, if you want what the 1% have, right, you have to do what the 1% do type of mentality. Yeah,
1: that's it. And I'll even challenge some of that because a lot of times when we have to step up, we've already stepped up and not realized it. It just may not be that exact same outcome or for tasks, if you will. Yeah. Like, let's say it's a test. Let's say you're in grade school, right? Mm-hmm. And you're struggling this out. like, I was a horrible science student, right? Mm-hmm. But I needed to pass science. I needed to pass my exams. Mm -hmm. So I had to step up and just study a little bit more. Like math, I could study for 10 minutes and and ace it. Mm -hmm. But in science, I couldn't study 10 minutes. I couldn't study 20 minutes. I had to study for two hours or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. That's a moment of us stepping up. Now we don't realize, look at it that way, right? Because what do we say? Well, we had to do it because we had to pass. Mm -hmm. Because we have a task in front of us. In order to get to the next grade or to graduate, you need to pass this class in these courses. So Mm -hmm. because that's are very Macro down goal, if you will, mm-hmm. you know what to do. What make what makes it hard for people to step up to that to go to that next level, like the one percenters, is we don't know if we're going to achieve that end goal. And because that's a question mark, that's a gray area. We're like, I'd rather go for the guarantee. Mm. I'd rather go for the guarantee. And and look, it's life, <laughs> right? It's life. So there are no guarantees, but some way somehow. We're guaranteed a paycheck every other Friday or twice a month. We're guaranteed that or at least we're guaranteed in our mind our car has started every single day because it started every single day for the past four years, right? It's just those little things in life that we don't look at, you know, and, and the example I'll give PJ, uh, people DJs at my lunch every day is for the most part is a tuna sandwich, mm-hmm.
0: right? It,
1: it's tuna with lettuce, factory cheese on 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 wheat bread that's what you were eating
0: um, the last time we were
1: talking to. Yeah. <laughs> that's right i told you right it's yeah. the tuna sandwich that's my. it hits my macros every single time yep and so if i told you i, I spoke at a school and i told i it was a bunch of seniors and juniors and i said if i told you guys if you eat a tuna sandwich for lunch every day you'll get a million dollars who would eat a tuna sandwich for lunch everybody raised their hand even people c- couldn't stay at tuna mm-hmm. but if i told you eat a tuna sandwich for lunch and you might make two million dollars Half the class went up. Mm-hmm. People rather take the guaranteed 1 million than take the 50% of the 2 million.
0: Wow, that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting way to
1: look at it. Think yeah. about it. That's how, that, that's how I look at stuff, right? I'm like, yeah, I don't like certain things, but to hell with my feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm here for results. And if this is what I have to do to get the results, feelings get shoved away. <laughs> get the results in. The unknown versus The guarantee. Yeah, it's I I heard. So that's not really my thought. I did hear it somewhere where someone, Mm -hmm. someone gave a speech at an Ivy League school, and I'm 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 gonna butcher it here. I know I'm gonna butcher it. And they said they asked the graduating class, um, of this Ivy League school, would you rather make? I'm gonna make up some numbers. Would you rather make two hundred fifty thousand dollars yourself? and your peers make $300,000, or would you rather make $200,000? $200, $200, so remember, mm-hmm. would you rather make $250 yourself and your peers make three hundred, dollars or would you rather make $200 yourself and your peers make one fifty? dollars More than 80% of the people said they'd rather make 200 themselves and their peers make one fifty.
0: dollars What does that tell us? What is, what is exactly.
1: That- this was just recently, and I've heard it within the past, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two years or so. Yeah. Um, now one again, it, it could have been made up, who knows? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when I start talking, to, when I did that at school, I did that whole thing about the tuna sandwich and the million bucks. It was it was right. Yeah.
0: People were like, mm, I'd rather go for the guaranteed million bucks. Yeah. And do we think that's because of So this whole unknown versus guarantee thing, I've never really thought of it like that, especially when it comes to like entrepreneurship, right? I think think entrepreneurship is just a giant unknown, (laughs) just a giant unknown journey. That's literally just what it is, right? There are no guarantees when it comes to entrepreneurship yet. I remember being in the corporate world and realizing like, oh, it's guaranteed that I'm going to get paid on Friday, right? And it was a really great feeling. Right, it's like it's like I could I could fuck up the whole kind of week, right? I'm gonna get pay, I'm gonna get paid Friday. Right? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> that
1: that paycheck is like Pavlov's theory, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Friday, I get a paycheck. There we go,
0: right? And so that's
1: it, right? So yeah. we don't entrepreneurship. What I I think I said in Diego, Eagle, we sign up for entrepreneurship, not guarantee shit.
0: I remember that. I wrote that down. I remember that, <laughs> right? And that's so because I think so. What I wrote down was guarantee guaranteeing or being guaranteed versus the unknown do you value safety or reward that's a good question me personally reward reward right which is why you've gone in the unknown
1: yeah i i value reward. that's a great great way to put it dj safety versus the the reward um or the guarantee versus reward yeah the safety of the guarantee i there's a lot listen my wife god bless her that's her mm-hmm. She doesn't want entrepreneurship. She lives in the, it's safe for me. I got, a, I got a paycheck every two weeks. I know. And she lives in that. And that's probably the one, you know, if we we barely butt heads on things, but that's one of the things we butt heads on is, is that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, she's one of millions. She's 95%. Mm-hmm. Think about it. She's the 95%. When they talk about the 5%ers, the 5%ers are the ones who take that challenge and we take our bumps on the head Way more than we tell people. Oh yeah. And mentally, and mentally, to to the topic not not to stray off, but to the mm-hmm. topic of mental toughness and mental fitness. These bumps that we take because we go through these unknowns, these potential rewards. Mm-hmm. The more we break through it, the more we become mentally tough. Just mm-hmm. like physical fitness, mm-hmm. you the more reps you do, that muscle is going to get bigger. The fibers are going to tear down, they're going to reattach again, and they only get stronger every time you lift. The same same mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, our mental toughness can only get tough once we put it through rigorous situations.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and people still don't believe me. I mean, you—you you probably very free people do. Man, I, I would take physical toughness over mental toughness any day of the week because physical toughness you can get through it with 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 minimal downtime. Mental toughness, ooh, that's a whole different recovery process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a whole because you can't take Tylenol for mental toughness. You can't take leave <laughs> for mental toughness. You can, not you have to humble yourself, look at your situation, take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. close your eyes and just say, okay, here's where I was, here's where I am. How did I get here? Now, how do I go here? Mm -hmm. And it is a mental book by book, step by step process that you have to go through. And that's far more recovery time than leg day or back day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the um one of the things that I've realized when I've started to think more in depth about like mental fitness and how it connects to physical fitness, taking the time to actually think about the challenges that might hit you in your life or think about how you are going to respond to those challenges. When I started to like take a step back and I was like, all right, how does mental fitness really connect to physical fitness on an even deeper level? I realized it was basically like training your mind like a muscle. Absolutely. Like it's almost the exact same thing. Like I have to do hard things. When I say do hard things, that could be eating a clean diet. That could be exercise each day. That could be reaching out to a loved one and apologizing, right? That could be starting a business. Like there's so many different hard things that we can encounter. It's really anything that we don't necessarily want to do, yet we intentionally do it because we know when we take that step up, the thing that's waiting for us is going to be greater on that other side. Right. And it's going to cause it's going to require discomfort. Like that's the price, right? Like when people talk about, like, I had a a really interesting thing happen to me a couple of weeks ago. Um, I saw this beautiful yacht out in uh, Tampa Bay. It was had to be hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, that's a nice looking boat right there. And, um, and so I was talking with my business partner about it and, uh, and I go, that yacht was bought in the in the 99% of the process of getting to that billionaire status, right? Or whatever it is, right? At, at one moment, they just said, yeah, That's I bought- That's a great way of looking at it. it. Right? That's
1: a great way of looking at it. Right,
0: that, that yacht <laughs> was 10, 20, 30 years of just working your ass off, right? Mental fitness, being uncomfortable, d- discipline, all of these things. And then at one moment, you bought a yacht. Right. It's like it all came down to that one moment, and you purchased the yacht, and then this one day you were sitting on it. And it's like that, that yacht was bought with 30 years of working your ass off. Yeah. Right. That's really what it was. And I think that is where, like, you can see the value of mental fitness of being able to go from challenge to challenge to challenge with the same level of enthusiasm that you had before you even experienced the challenge. Right, it's like, oh yeah, I just got kicked in the face. It's like, all right, sweet. Like, let's keep going.
1: <laughs> but see, t- so to your point, to your earlier point as well. Yeah. When yeah. you ask, so why is it you know about stepping up, and why? I think a lot of people don't do the mental toughness thing because it's not a tangible asset, mm-hmm. right? We we want to build our calves, we want to build our our our, <laughs> our quads, we want to build our hammies. We can flex mm-hmm. and, and look in the mirror, you know, and be like, oh, it's coming in you know, hit the right light, the shading yep. comes in. Oh, it looks better this way, you know. <laughs> um, But we don't have an actual brain to look at, yep. our old brain, and see that it pulsates this way or or, or see that uh, all, the, all the stuff, like yeah. sh- electronic yeah. crap, you know, going through. Yeah. All stuff. You don't see that. Mm-hmm. And because we don't, we're very, we're very um, a hands-on society. Mm-hmm. We're very tangible, want to see things and feel things to, you know, for validation, we want to see the name brand clothing, the name brand car, the name brand yacht, whatever. That's our validation. So it's very hard for a lot of people to saying, okay, all right, I got through this. When I think if we just appreciate, hey, guess what? I, I gave an effort on Monday. Um, It sucked, but I woke up on Tuesday and I'm alive. Okay, I, I, I can do this. I, I think I can do this. And okay, I did it Tuesday, it sucked again, but I'm alive, right? I think we don't appreciate the fact that we're able to wake up Mm -hmm. and still do the same thing we did for the past 10, 15 days Mm -hmm. and not get a physical result. But mentally, guess what? You are not as frustrated or as disgruntled or you won on day 15 than you were on day one, are you? There's your mental
0: reward right there. Yeah, But we don't think about that. And I didn't. It uh, took yeah. me years. Mm-hmm. I didn't no, I didn't no, understand no. it my whole childhood, my whole teenage years. And I only really kind of came onto it once I needed it to almost save myself, to help myself. When I was struggling with my own challenges, realizing, hey, maybe I look good, yet I don't feel good. Yes. Right? On the surface, yeah. I might look good, yet internally, I'm like, I feel like I'm stressed all the time. Like, I feel like I'm un- uneasy, right? Like, that doesn't feel that great, right? Yeah. and And I think that is... <clears throat> The number one, I think, obstacle when it comes to trying to communicate the value of mental fitness is we can't sometimes see it. It really has to be felt. Yes. It has to be felt when a challenge hits you and you, you have a protocol of exactly what to do, whether it's a physical movement or a mental movement, right? Different thoughts, changing perceptions, whatever it might be. And that makes you feel strong, smart, and capable, right? And then mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right. I think that's something I had somebody a couple of weeks ago tell me they said, um, they said, well, nothing ever bothers you. And I was like, really? I was like, that's the way that you, you think this is like, I just don't let anything bother me. Right. And I, I really took a step back and I'm like, well, that's what that's to a degree what you could represent mental fitness as yet. There's still things that bother us. We just respond to them differently. Yeah. That we just take different actions. Maybe we're even proactive to that challenge, right? We've actually been preparing for this lift or this contest or this conversation. So it's not going to bother us as much as if we didn't prepare for it or we didn't have a mental protocol of exactly what to do, right? So I think that's a, a huge discrepancy of how do I differentiate physical fitness results versus mental fitness results, physical fitness results. I can see, I can feel them. And mental fitness results I really have to experience them and and feel them right and I think yeah, that... you almost have to be your own cheerleader
1: mm-hmm. with with mental mental with mental fitness results you almost have to be your own cheerleader of acknowledging yourself of hey I'm still here I'm still doing it right it's easy to go to the gym and see the results in the mirror mm-hmm. it's easy if someone comes over and says, hey how do you get your back like that or someone says oh, Man, great job! You know, we get accolades or acknowledgements from our surroundings on physical stuff, but mentally, like you said, someone, you know, you don't, you know, you don't get upset or you don't get bothered. It's like, well, I do. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm being, re- I'm being proactive mm-hmm. on that. I'm expecting some of these things, so I know I'm more effective if I'm proactive. So when this stuff hits me, I'm not blindsided. I'm not shaken. I know I'm gonna handle it and keep. <clears throat> I'm going handle it and keep going through from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right?
1: So I think we need to almost acknowledge that, right? We need, we should acknowledge and encourage patting yourself on the back. You know, in sixth grade we used to call a pop a yeah. pat on the back. As you say, like we, we used to get these little we these little buttons called a pop buttons, and that's what it was. It was just like because the culture we grew up in, the society we grew up in, again Gen X, um, there wasn't a lot of attaboy, boy, great job." It wasn't. It was, and I'm not, and I'm happy for a person. I think it may be a tougher person, a thicker skin. um, But on the flip side, because you didn't get that, now we're older, we're 50, 50 plus crowd, and we're managing people, they're dealing with people in their 20s and 30s who are used to getting that. Hey, great shit. Where we're like, you did your job. Why do you want accolades <laughs> for Okay, That's it, right? Shove them yeah, out, we'll do it again. But mental toughness, m- because you're not going to have someone to, to champion you, mm-hmm. you got to champion yourself.
0: Yeah. It's a big inside game. Right? It's a
1: huge, huge. Is, it, it's, it's underrated. It's not discussed, which is why when you ask me, I'm like, bro, I'm all, I'm all in. I love that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. This does not get discussed enough. It does not get the proper exposure that I think it needs. And I, I think it's very underwhelmed, very, very, uh, un- it's very underplayed mm-hmm. in an overwhelmingly sense. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, some of the people who are bringing it to light aren't doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for cash grabs because mindset's everywhere. Mindset, 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 yeah. mindset. Now it's just kind of, now it's just a hashtag that people want to get paid off of. Mm-hmm. So, but your format on DJ and how you're doing it and how you want to present it to everybody, to your your sphere and your your audience, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think you're doing it in a great way. And you're probably the first person to do it in a in a service, in a properly serviced way. Hmm. A lot of people have done it disservice. You have not. you are done it in a legit, genuine way that, listen, yeah, I look good and I got this, but inside here is not right. They're, it's not balancing out. They don't live in harmony. I need to live in harmony. Like you said, the gym is not just the gym, it's your diet, it's your sleep. And it's not 80 20, it's 100% gym, 100% in your diet, 100% breathing, 100% everything. Mm-hmm it is a hundred percent across the spectrum. If you want those results mm-hmm. question is, are you willing to do what it takes?
0: Mm. Well, Naveed, thank you so much for that, that comment. I really, I really appreciate that. It's been a long journey and I'm just, I think starting that journey of really trying to communicate the value of this, of this type of work. So
1: I think you're doing it straight up, man. This isn't a promo guys. He, he didn't ask <laughs> me to say this. I'm just saying this. I met, I met you and for your, for your age on how you think is refreshing because it, it gives me hope for our future because I'm like we're screwed but then I met you I'm like oh okay there's one out there he's got it and he's got some friends that I like him I'm like okay we have a chance <laughs> we got a chance
0: <laughs> well good let's let that be a, a promo to any of the younger individuals out there right <laughs> we can save the future with mental fitness we really really can we, we truly can absolutely so all right Naveed I want to ask you one more question yes uh, yes This is something, this is the, a question that I'm going to end every interview with because I think it's very powerful. And, uh, I actually thought of this yesterday with my father. All right. So we, my father, we, I was home last yesterday and uh, I was going through this and I'm like, what's a question that would really draw something out of somebody. And so last question I want to ask you is what's a secret that, you know, that no one else knows that has helped you live a better life?
1: It's a secret that I know that no one else knows. man. Uh, It's the first thing that popped in my mind. Life is not as complicated as we make it out to be. It really is as simple of going for what you want or not going for what you want. That's it. I love it. That is it. I'm not going to complicate it more than that. If you want it, go get it. If you don't, okay.
0: Step up or step aside. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, Naveed Musa, thank you so much for your time today. We covered... I have a whole page of notes here. We covered mental <laughs> grit. We covered the brain versus the mind, step up or step aside. We've covered the guarantee versus the unknown. And you either go after what you want or you don't go after what you want. It's really that simple. Yeah, it is. Awesome. So, well, Navid, thank you so much for your time today, sir. I really, really appreciate it. Um, hope everybody listening to today's episode got some good notes. I hope we got some good little mental fitness tips, some good physical fitness tips, and I will keep everybody updated on when Navid comes in first place in his bodybuilding <laughs> In You're a year out, right, Naveed? You said?
1: I'm a year out. I'm still a year out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. For sure. So awesome. thanks, DJ. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Awesome. I apologize for going on a tangent there. You got me some passionate subjects. So, Whew, you got, got the blood going. Passion's so, good. I changed a couple good. of tones. So.
0: <laughs> Passion's good. That's what <laughs> that's what we like here. So, all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast, where we talk about mental and physical fitness. Our guest today, Navid Musa. Thank you so much, sir. And until next week, everybody have a great couple of weeks and we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you. See ya.